Welcome to another distinct nostalgia by MIM. Brought to you in partnership with Life Rooms and Mersey Care NHS Foundation Trust. Staying well, staying home. Now then, can you believe it's nearly 20 years since we lost Brookside from our screens? The groundbreaking soap which was filmed in real houses on the outskirts of Liverpool was a huge hit for more than two decades. And in 1990, a new, rather posh family entered Brookside close, moving into number seven. Yes, this week Ashley's checking in with Stephen Pinder, who played Max Farnham, and Gabrielle Glaister, who played his long-suffering wife, Patricia. So, fabulous, lovely to speak to you both. This is a sort of, um, well, a Farnham's reunion. How many years on? How many years ago is it since you both left Brookside? That's a very depressing first question. (laughs) (laughs) Stephen, I don't know, do you? I think the last time we were both in uh, the programme was about 95. When we went to France. Oh, when we gosh. Went to no, no. no, that was after, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I was thinking, it's funny because I was thinking about that because on the plane over to um, Nice, uh, John Hume was on the same flight. Who, uh, was he? Sadly... I don't remember that. Gosh. Yeah, I remember um, he was uh, three or four rows behind. He was obviously going back. Now, that, I think, was about 96 or 97. No, about yeah. 96. Yeah, about 96. Sometimes it's better not to know, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, well, listen, let, let's, let's, let's take you all the way back then because you came in as a sort of – it was that time of, of – that period when everyone was talking about sort of yuppies, wasn't it? And yeah. you, you came in, didn't you, as the as the yuppie couple, as it were. Tell us a little bit about how you both landed the part. You've got my memory going because um, the lucky thing with us was we auditioned together. And so we did um, a couple of scenes. Um, we spent that, a day, didn't we? Something I mean, like that, with yeah. loads of, They were mixing and matching pairs. Yeah. Um, Phil Redmond made us. Uh, it was quite. It was like going back to drama school, really, doing an improvisation. Yeah, yeah. And I think that uh, that was quite a lucky thing because one wouldn't have happened without the other. You know, we just didn't. Um, it wasn't landing the parts. It was like joining a concept because we were a family coming in. So we weren't just one part. You know, it was reliant on. Um, you know, other other. Yeah, if if. If you're me, I was relying on Gabby and also um, Nicola Stevenson, you know, who came in yeah. as the the nanny. So we were like a threesome, weren't we? That yeah. started on the same day. Then though Nick started later. She did an audition with us. She auditioned later. We're gonna have uh, a bow now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think my first one of my first scenes ever was with her though. I think she started round about the same time. It was a bit later because we were in on her auditions. Because we had to hire the nanny. We had to move into the house and then hire the nanny. God, I don't remember that at all. Yeah. Cause <laughs> Nick, yes, because, yeah, Nicola, don't you remember? We saw her at an audition and she had really straight hair and then she got the part and then she turned up and she'd had the most bizarre perm done. Sorry, Nick. but it was, So her hair was like all corkscrew curls. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, she looked yeah, like cr- was... crystal tips, yeah. She really did. <laughs> That was later. Because oh, right. initially we all had auditions in London, so they weeded some people out. Yeah, I remember it was quite exciting because they put us all up in a hotel in Liverpool for, for the, that audition. 
Oh no, when, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Do remember. We, we remember that yeah. bit. <laughs> I, I thought I thought you were talking about when you started in uh, Coronation Street. There, I thought you were getting your soaps mixed up, Gubby. No, <laughs> no, so easily well. done. Yeah, and I rem- I actually remember really clearly a lot of our improvs that we did with Phil. There was one we had to do about you and I having an argument about whether to get a satellite dish for television. All right. Yeah. Do you not remember uh, that? No. We improvised, <laughs> we improvised that for ages. I yeah. think we did get a satellite dish. And were you, you were supposed to be meeting Mr. Yamamoto, the, uh, the Japanese businessman. I, I know that you, you, oh you threw that into it. God, I don't, yes. I don't remember any uh, satellite dish. But the upshot uh, is, Ashley, we, <laughs> we must have done rather well. Uh, because even though my memory's uh, going, we um, we were lucky. We were lucky enough to get a phone call um, ab- about a week later. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I remember you very, very well. I think you were, um, you know, you were certainly you, you became dominant characters for quite a while. Were you expected to be a bit of a a bit of a culture shock to Brookside? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Because, I mean, everybody else, were they were Scousers, you know, and we weren't Scousers. And I think the, the, the point was that everybody else in the close thought we were snobs, which we probably were. Um, yeah, we, we, we were very aspirational. We carried on the tradition of that, though, weren't we? We were the token uh, family for that. Uh, Stephen Finch, uh, who has played Jonathan and... Uh, oh, oh yeah, gosh. oh, yeah. They were in it before, and Jenny... Cunliffe, and then before that, of course, it was Amanda and Roger with yeah. Amanda Burton. So they had already had those, yes, those people in. Rob Spendlove, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, that we were the uh, yes, you, you're right. Now we were the flexes or the yuppies uh, because it was it was 1990, and that's how it started. Yeah, uh, with with our characters anyway. Yeah, yeah. But I think we were so lucky because I don't think what we anticipated was because we were the sort of token characters like that. But what we never anticipated, I don't think, was that they'd give us the chance to do so many um, heavy emotional storylines because that wasn't really flagged up, was it, when we started? No, I thought we were going to get written out because that, 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 was, the, <laughs> that, that was the problem. But we, we had to make a bit of a splash because, uh, like all the families, there was families that started and really good actors and stuff, but they, they didn't gel into the, um, the brookie, the brookie mold, whatever that mold was. So, um, they would be written out. I thought we were going to be uh, written out because it was a very small cast, if you remember, Gabby, when we yeah. first started. It's only yeah. about, uh, you know, we were only there was only about fourteen or fifteen main characters. If you look at the cast list of uh, of uh, Hollyoaks and Corrie and Eastenders, I mean, they're, they're about fifty, oh, sixty God, strong. Yeah, when I did Emmerdale recently, I mean, it's massive, massive. But also, yeah. they started expanding our family, so we got Nikki as our nanny. Then we got I got a mother. And I got yeah. a father. And what was Mary, Tam? Was she, what was she? She was uh, my... my... Your sister-in-law? No. No, she was uh, your your uh, <clears throat> stepmom. Was she? Yes, because she was John Burgess's, uh, David and, um, what was it, Marcia Russian's uh, Oh, you'll have to ask the expert what she was. <laughs> <laughs> 
can't remember gone. what she was. It's gone. <laughs> and then you got an ex-wife, and then we got two kids, and then you had your ex-kids. So they couldn't really get rid of us by then because there was too many of us. I don't know yeah. about I don't know about doing the distinct nostalgia quiz of the week. We should be doing turning the tables, don't we, on the actors to find out? Yes, because the- <laughs> I can't yeah, that was a that was a bad start with me not remembering my audition and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. it's thirty. Um, it's thirty years ago. Yeah, Thanks. exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's Thanks. my that that's my defence. And <laughs> um that's my excuse. So uh yeah, it was uh it, it was it was pretty pretty difficult. A lot of characters had just left Brookie when we started. And mm. our characters started the very first time it went three times a week. I know that much. Yeah, yeah. That was and, the very first time it went uh, three times a week. And what what were you told, um, Stephen, about Max and what kind of character he was? I mean, did he did he sort of evolve over time? I mean, he was a sort of um, he, he was very suave, sort of he's quite a likable character to be fair. But oh, he yeah. was but he was also a bit naughty as well, wasn't he? He ended up being, yeah, I guess so. Um, I think um, it's just because of the longevity of the uh, the characters, and then you know when uh, five years later, when I mean you decided to um, to to get off, didn't you, Gabby? Really, I did. I did yeah. You were you you'd sort of um, felt that you'd uh, you'd you'd done it. But um, yeah, he started off. He was actually supposed to be based a little bit on Phil Redmond, but that really never happened. It never really. Um, if you if you know Phil Redmond or if you've heard him and you've seen him, um, the two characters uh, have got absolutely nothing to do with it. But uh, professionally, they were both. Um, he trained as a chartered accountant. Uh, sorry, a chartered surveyor. And um, that's what Max was. And that was uh, it. Was it was Phil's idea to have a, a type of um, character which which would run parallel with his um, past life, but I, I don't think that really um, came out at all. Mm-hmm. Now, the we'll, we'll talk about some of those serious storylines that uh, Gabrielle mentioned in a moment, but he, he had a reputation or got a reputation pretty early on for his sort of womanising, and there was a fair amount of bed-hopping in the first couple of years, wasn't there? Well, only between two beds. (laughs) I mean, it wasn't... You didn't spread further than that. Just your wives. Yeah, it was the ex-wife, really. (laughs) And, um, yeah, so he wasn't... uh, I suppose... Yeah, yeah. How bad a murderer are you? Well, I only, I only murdered two people. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But I gave so much money to charity. I mean, it's, it was a bit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, I suppose he was. You know, you you do it, you do it once, and uh, and so you're um, you're uh, you're tarred with that uh, with that brush. But um, yeah, I think it's. Uh, I don't know what Gabby thinks. I think it was just so. Brookie was so issue driven, and I think all soaps are issue driven. So, if you if you were seen having a glass of wine, for instance, on Brookie, you'd be an alcoholic. Or <laughs> if you were having a cigarette, it's obviously you were going to get uh, lung cancer or something. Um, it was so um, yeah. If you drove too fast, you'd crash the car. So <laughs> it was it was that sort of thing, and um, I think that. Uh, 
we were lucky enough, as Gabby was saying just just then, that uh, we were able to do some really um, heavy, really heavy-handed and deep um, searching storylines. Now, your part, Gabby, Gabby was, was, I mean, she was, Patricia was pretty feisty, wasn't she? Yeah. I mean, tell us a bit about that. Are you, was that, are, are you feisty as well in real life? have a little glass of water um yeah i guess i i mean you know a good um good writers will start writing for you i mean um, though stephen has no memory of it whatsoever quite a lot of the stuff we did in the impro in in our audition ended up in the scripts and then i think you know uh, uh, the longer we were in the show, the writers get to know you and your strengths and your weaknesses and stuff about your character. And th- they do write for you, which is a brilliant thing to happen. It's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's all, I always remember you being pretty a pretty feisty, feisty character. And in, in a way, Max was sort of quite soft in a way, really. You know, he, he, had, he was quite weak sometimes, yeah. sorry, Stephen, but I think he was, you know, and easily overrun by your Susannas and your Patricias. Yeah, he was. He was very weak. Uh, yeah, he was very... Uh, and a little bit under the thumb as well uh, at times. So mm. it's, um, it, 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 it's difficult to put it into perspective, really, but if I, uh, if I think about it. And another thing is... You know, if you watch, uh, my wife managed to um, fish out some old scenes on YouTube. And, and it's really weird watching them because, I, you know, you, you watch a scene and you know it's you, but you have no recollection at all of uh, doing, the, uh, doing that particular scene or even the storyline. And it's just a measure of the thousands of episodes that, that we did. Eventually, you know, it gets, uh, it gets, it gets, it all gets muddled up, you know, in terms of time. Do you remember? Somebody put one on on Twitter yesterday, which I watched, um, because people obviously haven't got much to do with their time at the moment. Um, It was you and me arguing because you'd taken Susanna to a Rotary Club dinner without telling me. Oh, yeah. And it was a really, really, really long two hander. I mean, a bit of me is going, my God, all those lines we learned. I mean, we had a lot of lines. Anyway, it was mm. quite good. I was pleasantly surprised. Do you, do you remember which number books are Brookside Close that you lived at? Uh, Is it 11? No. Seven. 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 Seven? Seven? Are we right? I don't know. Let's check with Simon. Simon <laughs> are, they, are they right, Simon? Was it seven? I think it was seven Brookside Close. You think so? Yeah, we think it's seven. So there you go. You, got, you, you passed... You passed that one. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so before we talk about some of those serious storylines, because you did have some really serious ones, but what was it like going into a regular drama serial, which at the time was huge? I mean, it was massive. And, you know, what is that like as two actors going to such a huge, you know, monster, as it were, really? Because, you know, even though it was on Channel 4, one of the smaller networks, it was still getting massive viewing figures, wasn't it? Yeah, I think we were lucky that we were doing it together. I mean, it was less daunting because there was two of us. There's, Stephen thinks there was three, but there was two then. Um, <laughs> I do remember, they, I mean, for me, as, a, as a, a female, they really, I mean, they got, oh, God, what's he called? Nikki, that celebrity hairdresser. Nikki. Anyway, you know, I, I went up and had a whole day with my hair getting played with and what makeup they were going to use on me. And, I mean, that was the last time that anything like that ever happened but <laughs> yeah but I think it was easier with two of us wasn't it Stephen it was yes and also it um 
the writers were we were lucky again because the writers were able to cotton on to what we were doing and so um like i say at the beginning i honestly thought because it was a great responsibility i i honestly thought we were on some sort of trial period whatever that period was and we 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 sort of passed the test and we joined um joined the fold it was sort of if you worked at uh, brookie as well it was real history wasn't it gabby it was a, it's yeah. a real sort of part of um it was real pioneering um uh tv i really felt that i was joining something i'd, I'd played yeah. football with paul usher uh on previous occasions so we kind of knew each other and um when i walked onto the close to rehearse they were filming something and he walked over and he said oh uh you're joining us are you joining us and i said yes and i really felt like uh we were joining this yeah uh, our family were joining the uh the brookie family and um yeah. and how it was lovely we had a brilliant time but um, I mean, the first few weeks, certainly, because I used to watch Brookside. Um, and so I was not starstruck, but it was just a bit odd. It's a bit odd seeing those characters you watch on the omnibus every Saturday. So it took a little while to get used to that. And what were the, what were the other actors like? Because obviously quite a fair few of them have been there for a long time. I know there'd been a bit of a churn at that point, but, you know, there were some that had been there for a long time. So were they, were they all welcoming? Oh, yeah. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, I think there were, uh, you know, you, we went down for a launch. I saw a photograph that uh, I put on London Facebook. At London Zoo in Regent's Park, that launch That's was. It. Yeah, with Suzanne Packer and Lewis Emmerich and Annie Miles. Annie Miles. And, uh, Brian Regan and, and us two. And, uh, yeah, yeah you, we were being interviewed and I really did feel as if we were, uh, it was, you know, some parts that you get, you, uh, some, they, it changes the game, but this, it was a real life changer, uh, especially for me. It was me. so exciting. It was so yeah. exciting, wasn't it? Very and, exciting, and, yeah. and, of course, the unique thing about Brookside, which people probably forget, actually, was that it was all done in those houses, wasn't it? Everything on single was, camera, yeah. almost yeah. entirely, yeah. yeah. I mean, tell us a bit about that. I mean, that must have been a first for you, was it, to do that? Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. But also I, in those days, which doesn't happen in soaps anymore, not really, you, we rehearsed properly, hmm. you know. So we, we used to have a proper read-through and then, yeah, we had proper rehearsals, whereas now on soaps, you'd, you'd run through it quickly with the director so you know where you're standing, but that's about it. But then we actually talked about characters and stuff, didn't we? Yeah, we had to rehearse as well in the in the houses in, in situ and then come back. I just remember sort of in the gen, in the cold months in January, February, we'd be in the Freezing. kitchen doing it and steam would be coming out of our uh, <laughs> uh, our, lip, our mouths and we'd, we'd have to stop and try and get the heaters going so that uh, you couldn't see the steam coming out of our mouths yeah. when, we were, when we were filming. I remember that. Does, does it add something different to the fact that you're actually doing it all on location in, a, in an actual house as opposed to a studio? Does that, does that feel different for an actor doing that? Yeah, it does, because I, that's the reason why I watch Brookside. Um, in fact, uh, the reason why I stopped watching it was because it, it lost all uh, the reality because uh, I'd switch it on and there I would be. And I said, well, that's yeah. not, that, it's not real any, it's not real anymore. It's a real sort of weird situation to, uh, it was quite bizarre, but it does. If you did a scene outside, you'd virtually um, would be filming the next bit inside. So you would be, um, and 
the other soaps didn't, to my mind anyway, when I've done other other soaps like Emmerdale or other series like um, The Bill or or Casualty, you you a little bit with Casualty, but you didn't you didn't have that sort of going in and out of the house and. Uh, you really believed that they they were making this cup of tea. You really believed that they were watching that television, and and it was their furniture and it was their couch that they were sitting on. You know, it was uh, quite surreal. It was our house. It just felt like our house. Let's talk a bit about those serious storylines. Then, I mean, I think you were talking and dealing with the issue of Down syndrome probably before anybody else, weren't you? And breast cancer. Because we had that massive storyline with that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Huge storyline, yeah. T- let's talk about the Down Syndrome one first, though, if we can. Uh, tell us a bit about that, how that came about and uh, what what you had to do to sort of get your head around it. Well, you just reacted as anyone would, because nobody, well, you, not many people know much in advance they're going to have a Down Syndrome baby and or certainly don't anticipate it. So I think as an actor, the only thing you could do was react in the same way as anyone would, you know, you, there is nothing you can do except react to whatever's in front of you. We, we did a lot of research, didn't we? There was a lot of research. Yeah, there was. We worked with the Down Syndrome Association a lot. That was very emotional for you, really, wasn't it, Gabby? Because I remember mm. when, you know, you, you one or two babies uh, came in to play, obviously, the part, and... Mm. Um, and you were connecting with uh, with the babies and things. It was a very sort of, uh, it was a, a, a quite heart heart wrenching and heart rendering. And uh, we it received a, so um, had so many letters, uh, so many people writing in because they were, uh, you know, they were involved with the the issue of uh, of of Down syndrome. Well, it was a very uh, first thing to show any form of disability on a soap at that point I think wasn't it and just showing normal people dealing with something slightly extraordinary but also very ordinary I mean the parents of the real babies who came in that was a massive thing for them to allow their babies to do massive yeah. we feel fairly proud of that storyline and the fact that you were involved in that I'm sure oh immensely yes. yeah yeah it was yeah. it was uh, very it was a privilege uh, really yeah. yeah it was very involving yeah yeah now Naughty Max got caught curb crawling in 1996 tell us about that storyline oh. I forgot that. What were you doing? You're talking about the character, aren't you? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> not the time you were. No. no. But not, not, you... not the time when I was in. No, not the time. No. That other time. No. Not that, no. Um, no. no. Um, but I can't remember. Why Why did he do that? He, ha- he hadn't. He, what he'd done was he'd won a competition. His, his restaurant had won the best uh, restaurant in Liverpool and he was on the way to some place to collect the award. And... Um, his car wouldn't start, and in a fluster, he borrowed next door's car. He borrowed what, Mike Dixon's, oh, yeah, right. Mike Dixon's oh. car, which was like some sort of Hillman imp. Mm. And um, Max being Max, he got lost, and he stopped to ask the way because um, there was no sat nav in those days, and he was in a red light area of, um, of Liverpool, <laughs> and he got um, his uh, the registration plate got flagged up. So he ended up um, getting done for uh, curb crawling. He was sort of hapless, Max, wasn't he? I mean, some stuff just happened to him and he went, oh, Lord. Yeah, yeah. That was one of his lines, actually. He used to say, oh, Lord. I remember that. yes. Yeah. So he, um, yeah, yeah, and it went to court and everything. Yeah, it says terrible. Yeah. And it it caused him marriage problems at the time, didn't it, as well? 
Well, if you if you start as uh, if you if your character starts with the second wife, you know that the um, you know the ca- the past is going to catch up with you somehow. So uh, you you know the the first wife, well, of course, a good great mate of ours, uh, Karen Drury, who played uh, Susanna. She um, she came in. What about a couple of years later? Was it Gabby? Yeah, 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 yeah. Started to be introduced. So he was he was a victim. Um, yeah, a victim of circumstance, I would say, <laughs> Ashley. And what and what was the reaction? What reaction did you get to both of your characters from the public? Do you remember that? I remember. I still get it. <laughs> I still <laughs> get loads of Patricia. I remember in particular people coming up and saying it would never. You know, they 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 found it difficult as to why somebody would go back with their first wife. Right. Um, that is quite odd. That. Um, sort of uh, storyline. Um, so I think they um, it was met with quite a little bit of um, uh, the 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 public sort of went to and fro with it. I would say. I think the public were on my side, Stephen. I used to get a lot. Oh, Ben Max, get rid of Max. Yeah, yeah, they would say that in Liverpool, Gabby, but they'd also say it in Manchester as well. You'd have to do a Manc accent and then do a. I'm not going to go around the country saying how they said it in different cities. Yeah, (laughs) they didn't all have Scouse accents. Yes, bin, get rid of Max. Take 23. Distinct Comedy presents... Oh, hello. I'm uh, I'm Jolien Carp. I'm uh, I'm doing a voiceover. Oh, hello. Experience a day in the life of voiceover guy. Take 13. I'm playing a pirate. Are you sure you're in the right place? Written and performed by Jonathan Kidd. Take 24. Aha! Splice the main brace, me hearties. Get on down to Captain Jacob's boat supplies. Sail is now on. Get it? Oh, good. Let's treat that one as a run-through. Aha! Available now on the Distinct Comedy Podcast. Okay, then. Can we do a series of less piratical wild ahas in threes and we'll splice them on? That okay, Paul? The trials and tribulations of a life spent in voiceover. Sorry, I only have two lemon with honey. I'd like my coffee. I shall scream without a coffee. New and original comedy. Softer. Aha! Well, actually, on reflection, I'm not happy with them. I like what we had, all rough and piratey. Listen on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or I might have to give you a black spot. That was blood out of a stone. Won't use him again. Eh. Uh, having to base yourself in in Liverpool, I know that Liverpoolians, a bit like those of us who I grew up in Yorkshire, and Emmerdale was definitely our soap. For Brookside, Liverpool was definitely... Liverpool saw Brookside as their soap. They owned it, didn't they, really? Yeah, People in Liverpool. They did. Just tell us what it was like being in Liverpool around that time. For me personally, it was it was great. If you went out for a drink in Liverpool, they they used to um it didn't matter who it was, ninety nine times out of a hundred, they would they would look on you as if, oh well, if he's having a drink in Liverpool, he's he's like he's one of us, isn't he? They, you know, it's they didn't um you know, if they they would come up and they would talk to you, but um, it was like um, you were part of um, their furniture and their family in a in a in a positive sort of way. You know, I t- it was I like that until you went to get on the train from Lime Street back to London, like I did every weekend. When yeah. I get all these cabbies going, well, why are you mm. going back there? And you yeah. go, well, I live there, and they go. 
Well, what do you want to go there for? <laughs> I did get a bit of that. They were lovely when I was in Liverpool, but couldn't understand me going back to London at the weekends at all. Did you mm. Did you live in Liverpool then, Stephen? I live I live uh, where I live now in Chester. Oh, right. So not far away, really, basically. No. An and extension. I, and, <laughs> and, um, and, and lived here um, ever since, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Moved up in 90. I lived in uh, North London, the, where near where Gabby lives now. And, um, and then, um, yeah, I moved up, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about that breast cancer storyline then, first of all. So tell us a bit, how did that come about? Actually, I remember, it was, I don't know how long we'd been there then, but um, I still got it somewhere. It's such an old-fashioned thing. Mal Young wrote me a letter. I mean, you know, Mal was the producer at yeah, the time. Yeah, um, Saying, we want to do this storyline. Do you think you can cope with it? Will that be okay? What do you think? I mean, can you imagine, any A, somebody writing you a letter, and B, consulting you as, you know, as to whether you think it's a good idea. And it was great for us, because before that, we'd been doing fair... I mean, though we'd had immense fun, but we'd been doing fairly frivolous storylines around, well, you know, ex-wives and what sort of car do we get and, <laughs> you know, things like that and the Rotary Club. So, yeah, that's how it came about. I don't know where they got the idea from first or which writer had the idea. And and, and how how was it for you doing it? What did you, you know, how did you feel about it? That was also quite upsetting, actually. That, that, that all sounds fatuous to say that because, of course, I'm just acting something yeah, which yeah. other people have to really go through. But there again, there was quite a lot of research and we'd occasionally have a doctor or a nurse on set. I do remember one time when, it's not really funny, but when I was having chemotherapy and I know someone, a doctor wrote in and went, that tube's upside down. <laughs> so the, the advice wasn't always perfect but the bit all the stuff where she had to have a mastectomy I mean that's pretty heavy stuff to be doing mm. I'm quite brave of them really especially when you know we were supposedly quite a sort of glam couple you know that yeah yeah it, that, again a privilege a privilege to do that now yeah. you you were we said at the beginning that you were this yuppie couple that had come in and so the so that people on a lot of the people on the cloaks would see you as being you know above them kind of thing or they think they're above the station kind of thing but you yep. know in a way you were sort of i don't know you i in a way the, the characters really had reached their level hadn't they in a way you know what i mean what i'm saying is they they brookside was really where they probably were going to end up to be honest do you know what i mean do you know where i'm coming from it was sort of they may have been ambitious and all the rest of it but actually this was the level that they were likely to, you know, have been found at really in reality. Do you get my meaning? I do, yeah. Well, now, not, not... yeah, yeah, certainly now. I, I put something, you should never put anything on Twitter. I, I, I made a joke as something somebody said. I, I think somebody put a picture of our house on. Now, you know, they'd gone on a little tourist trip to see it and said, oh, dear, you know, it's not been... And I said something like, well, it's not been kept up to my standards. And God, I never get trolled on Twitter. They've got all these things going, this is a very aspirational part of Liverpool. You'd be so lucky. People pay a lot of money to live there. So I, I kept very quiet after that because I'd only made a little joke. <laughs> well, go on, Stephen, you were going to say something. I was going to say that I, I I think we did find our level to a certain extent because we were able to interact when you started interacting with the other the other characters and becoming involved in other uh, other characters storylines you um it, it you you 
I wouldn't say we were synonymous with the actual program, but we we became part of um, proper uh, the the part of the character um, cast list, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. part of the we did. Yeah, part of the sort of thing. I'll find out what the Farnhams and the Dixons and the Johnsons and the Corkins are doing. But, but you're always going to be the other, weren't you? Because you came yeah. in with different accents, you're from a different area. Yeah. I mean, I remember. You know, I grew up in in Yorkshire, but my mum was from down south. And yeah. because my mum was from down south, we were always outsiders. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And also, though though they did assimilate and, you know, they were very much part of the neighbourhood. I mean, it wasn't like we ever had the Dixons and the Johnsons and the Jordashes. We never had them in for a glass of wine. You never saw Nats and Patricia. We didn't socialise with those people. No. Very rarely, mm-hmm. did we? Mm-hmm. We were no. part of it, but, you know... I don't think we ever considered them, not, not you and I, um, the Farnhams ever, con- they, I think they always considered themselves a cut above. Do you think there were people out there that sort of, um, you know, watched Brookside who quite would quite like to have been like the Farnhams in a way? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Do you think so? I mean, I, Well, we I, had I, things I, like we had a nice Volvo and then we were all sort of going to very, very, very important meetings and I had a lot of shoulder pads. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. You were sort of the, 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 the British version of uh, Dallas or Dynasty or something. <laughs> yeah, well, yes. <laughs> yeah, very much a poor man's version. But, yeah, we had nice things. Now, throughout the whole series, of course, while you were there, Stephen, your character had a, a long-running feud with Ron Dixon. Tell us a bit about that and how it all started. Yeah, funny. I played golf with him about three weeks ago, Vince, and, uh, yeah, we were, uh, we, we were talking about that. I think it... So, when when they moved in next door, uh, what did we call them, Gabby? Um, the the clampets. clampets. That's it. Yes. And they had all the kids. Uh, they had three kids. And um, the feud started. They, he built a wall, um, like a, a, a wall full of uh, doors stuck together. And um, that went on for, for quite a long time. Um, yeah. It was uh, it was quite a, a, a chalk and cheese, wasn't it? Really, the uh, the the character build-ups and and sort of it culminated, didn't it, with your link with your relationship with Jackie? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was maybe when the show had started to slightly lose the plot. <laughs> so just remind us about that. Remind people what happened there. Well, we got married, didn't we? Um, so we got, um, yeah, Jackie uh, Alex Fletcher, who's in Hollyoaks now, isn't she? Uh, she's been in Hollyoaks for about ten years, maybe longer. And um, yeah, it was. Um, she had she had a surrogate tra- child or something. Is that right? Pass it. Yes. Yeah. This was after you uh, left, Gabby. Yeah, with uh, Max and. I didn't and, even uh, know that. <laughs> Max and Susanna. Yeah, had a surrogate child given to us by um, Jackie Dixon, who I later married. I mean, there's a there's a theme there, isn't there? I think we, I think Max stayed in, it was getting to a point where he was staying in there quite a long time in the, in the actual soap. You know, you, you, you're given these sort of uh, storylines that um, eventually you're thinking, hmm, it's, uh, it's getting on. But I don't, don't uh, regret uh, that storyline with, um, with Alex Fletcher. That was, as we were just, I think I was just very lucky, you know, to be working with actors like Gabby, like Karen and Alex and Nicola Stevenson, who played uh, the nanny, who I, I, who, yeah, who played Margaret, who now I know started just a little bit after us. Distinct drama, fresh and original. Mr. Fenn, I assure you that I have not come here to murder you. 
however tempted I may be. A terse 40-minute drama set in a US correctional facility. Oh, I see. You wish to be sent to the electric chair. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 Mr. Fenn. That would not do at all. Starring the award-winning Joe Sims. In short, Mr. Fenton, you are what may be regarded as disposable humanity. Don't you dare think that I started all of this out of political ambition. Yes, sir. Yes, Mr. Daniels, I do think that. And to show you that there is such a thing as redemption. To show you that you are educable and have potential. Show me? Show me, Mr. Daniels? I think you're done showing me my potential. As we forgive them. Available now. To place yourself in the center of a dream doesn't make it a bad one. And this dream, my dream, in whatever depths of despair it may have been born, has become the start of something real. Listen at distinctnostalgia.com or search for Distinct Drama wherever you get your podcasts. Now, you said at the beginning that you that when you started, you, you came with, it was a family. So it was all those different people linked to the Farnham's kind of do you all do you all still keep in touch? Do you have do you have Farnham reunions or anything? Well not me and Stephen see each other. Well I was away with Nikki Stevenson. We went away to Suffolk for three days last week. So yeah. Fabulous. Your birthday, Gabby. Yes, Stephen, my birthday trip it was. Your fiftieth <laughs> <laughs> No, just go go away. <laughs> Step away from my birthday. Step away. Um Marcia, who played my mum, I still see her. Our lovely John, who played Bing, sadly died a few years ago, but he was yeah. a great friend. Mm, um, great friend, yeah. Yeah. Who else have we got? That's it, isn't it? And Mary sadly died. It, like I say, it was a really, um, it was a, it was a, an extended family. We, we yeah. do keep in touch. Uh, and I, I saw and luckily... Sandra, who plays, who played Mandy Jordash, saw her two weeks ago. Yeah, I, I did. Oh, sorry, Stephen keeps trying to talk. <laughs> and I won't let Gabby him. and Gabby and Simon, they uh, they put me up every now and then when I'm coming uh, into London, and they're always a lucky streak because whenever I come to London to go for a job, I always get the job. And if I don't, if I don't <laughs> stay with Gabby and bed. Simon, yeah, if I don't you know, stay with Gabby and Simon, I never I never get the job. No, and I did doctors with Lewis Emmerich just um, just before lockdown. Fabulous. Yeah. fabulous. So you're all you're all still in touch now. For both of you, what did Brookside do for you, your lives and your careers, do you think? I mean, did it, did, you know, is it when you look back at your lives and your careers, is it something which is a, a was a pivotal moment? I think you sometimes don't know how lucky you are at the time, you know, not properly. I mean, obviously it helps with money. Um, I, I did, this show's making me nostalgic, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just look back and you go, oh my God, that was brilliant. I'm not sure... You can go either way when you leave a soap. I struggled for a little bit, not forever, but you know, sometimes leaving a soap, you're lucky you land a big drama. Sometimes it takes a while, you know, for people to get that character out of their heads, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but the, 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 A, learning your business in television, to do it that intensively was fantastic. You know, even though I'd done telly before, Stephen had done telly before, to do that much, I think it, you really learn your craft. You really do. And you both had, yeah. you both had pretty iconic characters, didn't you? No. <laughs> they were, yeah, actually. I, th- I think there were... Uh, yeah, there was... Uh, you, you, you sort of look at some of the... Um, 
the the actors that were in uh, Brookie, and I think you've got to say yes, we were we were very lucky. Uh, some mm. actors have uh, have done incredibly incredibly well since then. I think it did have uh, an effect on me as well. Uh, that was the end of sort of doing regular television after I after I left, and so the theatre took over and uh, musical theatre and uh, the, the doing TV were just uh, small uh, guest parts uh, in other other programmes for short periods of time. But um, that's partly because you were always on tour doing big musicals and things, so you were never available anyway. Once the last few in. years. Well, you weren't. Once you got into that, you weren't. Because you were doing like a year-long tour or what have you. You would do. You would do that. And another thing about it is, is that because of what's happened this year, it's uh, it's made. Well, I I feel even luckier that we've managed to um, to get all those sort of jobs in. It must be yeah excruciating uh, and worrying and frustrating for um, actors now in their first year mm-hmm. and people you know coming to the end of their uh, drama school three year training course and stuff like that. It must be. Very worrying. Now, Brookside has been off air now since like, 2003, I think it, it finished. So a good nearly 20 years. But it's still um, thought of very affectionately. People um, still miss it. People talk about it, you know, love it to come back and all the rest of it. Um, what do you think went wrong? I mean, my view, my feeling was that they just kept messing it around the schedules, shoving it at stupid times. It felt as though, you know... I think the channel lost interest. Do you, Stephen? Yeah, there was um, there was probably uh, we're probably not the people to uh, to be asked, but uh, maybe Phil would 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 know. Um, I think there was a there was something went wrong between the relationship of what was happening in Liverpool and what was happening with Channel Four, yeah. and I think mm. that, that I, I don't know I I don't know the ins and outs of that. But and Hollyoaks right, was sort of taking over, wasn't it? I mean, Hollyoaks was being incredibly successful then. Yeah. Maybe they just were happy with that and we, didn't need Brookside. Now, now they brought they they brought Crossroads back twice, didn't they? Could you see could you see them bringing Brookside back? Hmm. There's always people writing petitions, but um, yeah. How would you oh, do it though? That that's yeah. the only thing you couldn't have. Um, you couldn't have uh, uh, Brookside close, for instance, because um, you couldn't recreate that. You know, you couldn't do it. It's like saying, you know, let's do. Um, a Frank Capra movie. Well, you can't because, you know, those those Frank Capra movies have been made, and that's the end of that now. Whether it's Platinum Blonde or whether it, you know it's a Gary Cooper film, you can't. I don't think you can replicate what actually happened, and also what Brookside was. You know, because when I used to watch it in the eighties, there was a definite feel to it. It had a, a real sort of cult yeah. uh, flavor to it, and I think. That was lost in the 90s because it became more commercially popular, would you say, Gabby? I don't know. Yes, I think it it, it, it altered it. The popularity altered it. And it, I mean, it became marginally sleeker. <laughs> but, I mean, it was all, it was a bit like working in the equivalent of community theatre when it started. You know, there were, nobody had individual dressing rooms. There was like a girls' changing room and a boys' changing room. <laughs> you didn't have lockers. Did we have lockers? Don't think we did. And... We used to work at such a tight schedule, so you'd be on, you'd finish a scene and you had to get changed for the next scene. And we'd literally run, run across the close, whip the clothes on. I mean, it was very unglamorous. <laughs> we had one, I mean, that was great, really, but some actors, posher actors would come in and you see them being quite 
bewildered by it. If in, um, you know, some imaginary moment we were able to find out, you know, where all the Brookside uh, characters are now, where do you think the Farnhams would be? <laughs> I don't know. Well, you see, we're divorced, aren't we? So... Yeah. Yeah, but he, uh... might, he might be looking to get back with you again. You never know. Yeah, he might be. He might be doing that. You see, I think... I think Patricia's done quite well. She's 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 head of some corporation or something, I imagine. You're living in France, I, aren't you? That was the last of... Uh... What, with that bloke? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't think I'm dead, though. I'm not dead. Definitely not dead. Or maybe we could just, I... re- maybe we could just reunite the Farnhams of a spin-off, you know, a special Farnhams spin-off. He could do, yeah. We'd do that. We'd do that, yeah. wouldn't we, Stephen? Nicky would do that. Any of us would do anything at the moment. Yeah, I mean, Let's I would look... do that. Yeah. I think he'd look like this, would Max. He'd probably look like this, you know. I mean, I was quite lucky because that's, um, uh, that's how I got the part because I, I looked just like him. <laughs> so I, I think he'd, he'd be like a 60-year-old version of... Um, Max, it'd yeah. be like this, yeah. And I, yeah. I, I asked this to um, Gabrielle earlier on. A final question to you, Stephen. How much of um, how much of Max was really you? <laughs> I think there were quite a lot of bits because you you were you you ended up um, you ended up uh, it it became a more comfortable pair of shoes as the years went by. So um, I think somewhere along the line, certain parts of him and certain parts of me sort of met in the middle. It certainly wasn't a complete and total transformation. Are you just, are I you, think it, are you just I think it was with thing? Gabby. Yeah, yeah, sometimes. I think Gabby worked very hard uh, to, uh, to be Patricia because, um, you know, Gabby's one of the sweetest, sweetest people you can ever, you can ever meet. <laughs> you did a lot of research, Gabby. A oh, huge, huge amount on how to be slight. But she wasn't horrible. You, God, you put her through enough. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It was all. It was all sort of um, like I say. It was all very uh, issue, issue uh, driven. Yeah, with the uh, with the filofaxes and the yeah, um, filofaxes. Filofaxes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we had filofaxes and we had a Volvo, and there was a lot of power dressing. I don't yes. really know what power dressing is, but we had it. Yeah. St- yeah. Stephen, Gabrielle, thank you very much indeed for taking part in this Farnham's reunion on Distinct Nostalgia. Thank you. Thank you. I've enjoyed it thoroughly. Very welcome, Ashley. Thank you very much. I really loved it. You're listening to Distinct Nostalgia, home to some incredible interviews with stars from all your favourite soaps. If you enjoyed today's episode, why not head over to distinctnostalgia.com for a treasure trove of programmes just like this. Lisa Williamson of Hollyoaks fame talks about life on the programme. So we all got to know each other quite well. If you were chatting to some of the writers about something you've been getting up to, they would sort of write that in. So you started realising that some of your personality traits would come into the show. I got the script and I thought, what have I been up to? I got pregnant. I had the child adopted. It was, you know, and you just think, wow, the writers have really gone to town for me today. You know, it's, it was great, fantastic. Andrew Linford and Mark Homer reflect on sharing their first kiss on EastEnders in the 1990s. When the the Blackpool episode came out, front page of the tabloids, it was like, get this scum off our TV and things like that. Just 
horrendous stuff. It, it was kind of the start of, of, of a big thing, really, and we're privileged to be involved in, in storylines like that. I really am. And Nick Cochran discusses his life on the street as we continue our celebration of Corrie at 60. They were just brilliant with us, you know, because we were a couple of little sh- who've fortunately found the way into the TV's biggest show without really knowing what they're doing. That's bottom line, that's where me and Simon were at that point. Myself and Simon are old school people. We were brought up properly, mate, and, and so there was a lot of respect then, more than there is now. These programmes and many more are available at distinctnostalgia.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to be notified whenever a new episode becomes available. And if you like what we do, then please consider supporting us on Patreon. Every penny helps us to make even more amazing content just for you. Go to distinctnostalgia.com and click on the donate button. Thank you for listening and bye for now. Distinct Nostalgia is brought to you in partnership with Life Rooms and Mersey Care NHS Foundation Trust. We've lots of activities for you to do at home at liferooms.org. Staying well, staying home.